Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you. With holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no water in spots So we'd head to the corner Mr. Warner would knock Off the knob What on top is up? We welcome, welcome, welcome All my do-datters, future fathers Potential parents and everyone else Tuning in This is Dad Hard With a podcast And as always, I am your host Mo Green Happy Quarantine We are here. We are back for another week of this fatherhood extravaganza. Before we start, though, as always, to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod and check out the website wedadhard.com where this episode will be sitting and waiting for your lovely ears to listen to right at the top of the playlist. Uh, It also has links to go directly to Apple Music, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the whole nine. So you can get to any of your preferred podcast platforms directly from WeDadHard.com or you can listen to it right there. I want to give a big shout out to my guest last week. Mr. Frank Meyer, the guy is a punk rocker, a hip-hop documentarian, a friend of the Insane Clown Posse, and the father to a 16-year-old daughter. Shout out to my girl dads. Um, We talked uh, in depth about how it is for his daughter having to start her senior year online. We talked about that. We talked about him... Uh, co-writing uh, a couple of dad books, uh, Diaper Dude and From Dude to Dad. Uh, they're very helpful. Now, on to this week. It is episode 46, episode 3 of season 2, uh, but it is week 56 of dadding for me. And the adventure continues, let me tell you. After your child hits that one-year mark, they become less and less easy to figure out. Now, it's it's almost like when they were first born, right? When your kid is first born, you don't understand anything that they need because they can't communicate at all, right? They just cry or they whine or they pee or they poop or whatever. But really, their only semblance of communication is just crying, right? Now, I'm not saying my daughter has now reverted back to only crying, but I thought there for a while... Me and her were like in sync. We were in tune. I knew exactly what it was that she wanted when she wanted. Everything was happy, hunky-dory, smiles and sunshine and rainbows and all that good stuff. But now, um, that's all stopped. (laughs) And I'm dead serious when I say that. It is all kind of stopped. Like after this one year mark, I joke all the time that she has opinions and, and, you know, is starting to, to express her dislikes of things. But like, it's really, really, really serious. She now has opinions that like can't be wavered, you know, like if she wants to do something or if she does not want to eat this piece of broccoli, 
And yes, I'm using the example from happened that happened today. Today, as I record this, as I was trying to give her lunch, she decided that she did not want her broccoli. So what did she do instead of eating it? And she normally loves broccoli. But what did she do instead of eating it? She took every piece of food that was in front of her, broccoli or not, and proceeded to throw it on the freaking floor in the middle of my kitchen. I am still having to go back in there and clean up more mess because she laid it all out. Um, and, and it's wild when she doesn't want something or she wants something very specific. Not only can she not actually tell us what that specific thing she wants is, but if she doesn't want what you're putting in front of her, she just throws everything that's in front of her off to the side and just wants what she wants. And it's becoming a little bit harder to maneuver that, right? And, and understand what she wants at any given time, you know, especially because, like I said, she usually loves broccoli. That's never a problem. It's always like eating flowers to her. You know what I mean? That's like what, what, what our little joke is, whether she understands that or not. You know, I tell her it's like eating flowers and she'll eat the leaves and she'll love it. And it's a happy time. This is the first time that she really refused to want that specifically. The other thing that is becoming extremely difficult in that same realm is transitioning her into milk. It is, she just will not drink milk at any cost whatsoever. And now it's gotten to the point where we can't even revert her back to formula because she refuses anything having any semblance of any liquid that seems to be not water. You know, it's really the only thing that she's drinking now. And she will literally refuse. She will bite her teeth down. You know, we try to give it to her in like this little thermos through a straw or through like one of her sippy cups. And we try to make it again. We tried to give her regular milk, tried to give her lactate, tried to give her 2%, tried to give her, you know, a chocolate milk. What kid doesn't freaking like chocolate milk? My daughter, that's who. Uh, And she just refuses. It's like she knows more about what we're doing than what we know. Like she knows that we're trying to like trick her into drinking milk and she just refuses to do it. Um, and it's becoming a little bit difficult to, to understand what she wants. And maybe that's just because of the name of the game being here in quarantine where she just wants a little bit more stimulation or an extra level of things that like she just can't get Right now, you know, from from uh, us as, as as parents, like, you know, we, we're trying to do everything you can, but maybe she wants something different, you know, and uh, that I don't know. But it's becoming a lot more difficult to to navigate her wants and diswants, her likes and dislikes. I mean, not super hard to navigate the, the likes and dislikes. She's still the same fun loving type of kid, but like she is definitely becoming a little bit more difficult and specific in things that she wants to do when she wants to do them, you know, things that she doesn't want to do. There are things now that she, you know, loved to do a week and a half ago that she just has no interest in and you try to get her to do it and she just doesn't want to do it. No. And it's, and it is a defiant stance 
that she is taking, which continues to go down my rabbit hole of I am just petrified by the fact that she's going to start inevitably saying no soon. And that's going to be the, the, the death of me. That's going to be the end right there, right? Um, but it is definitely becoming a little bit harder to get her to want things that we also want her to have, you know, and want her to want, um, or we know that she needs, so she doesn't, you know, going back to the food thing, basically. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, it's a weird time now, this after one, it's like their body chemistry is changing. Their personality is changing. They're advancing continuously at a, at a very rapid rate. You know, I feel like she's saying a different word or multiple words every day and being able to associate more and more and more and more things together. Um, you know, for example, she knows that we keep bubbles in the diaper bag. And uh, when I was out with her at the park, I took the diaper bag from out under the stroller and she just immediately started screaming, bubble, 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 bubble. Now, of course, unbeknownst to me, all of the bubbles had been done and taken out of the diaper bag. So, you know, now we go back to her wants and diswants and her freaking out about it. So, uh, it's as she continues to associate more things together, you know, I, I guess she's getting smarter and she's getting a better idea of what she wants to do, what she wants to see and is taking a defiant stance for that. You know, uh, I guess she's realized that she is the boss here in this family and uh, mommy and daddy are just going to have to adhere to to what she wants. Um, no, but 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 really, it's just becoming a little bit more difficult past this one year mark to navigate this whole thing and because so much is changing and needs to change within them. So um, definitely a rough week 56 here uh, on the dad hard for the podcast team. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I am sure that we will figure it out because we have no choice but to do that. If you had that experience, shout me a holler. If you didn't have that experience and it was easy for you, Please shout us a holler, uh, dadhardpod at gmail.com, uh, and, and, and shoot us over your stories and some tips of the tricks of the trade, if you will, to, uh, to help navigate this post, uh, this post one year development life. Um, you know, we're going to jump into a musical break here in a second. And on the other side, I have a absolutely fantastic set of guests. It is a, uh, a music group or band by the name of Carolina Story. Um, and uh, they are actually a husband and wife duo. How they do it, I have no idea. They told me in this interview and I still have no idea. But it's a really cool interview. Very unique guest to say the least. And we just had a whole hell of a lot of fun. So we're going to jump into a musical break and I will catch you on the other side. Come and take a ride with me. We can smoke the Mary Jane. You don't eat it at me.
days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fine. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your waves. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fine. Right, right. Remember the sandbox, little league ball, felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap. And Doc was more like Benny the Jet. And we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, you know, once that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. And as always, my guests are very special guests. And yes, that's guests, plural, because for the second time this season, we're bringing in a parenting duo, uh, husband and wife duo, uh, partners in crime, not only in parenting, in their marriage, but also in business, in music, in their art. I don't know how they do it. We're going to get to the bottom of it, but it is absolutely my pleasure to introduce the group Carol. Line a story. Um, this is awesome. Your al- new album comes out at the end of this week, the beginning of September, uh, September 4th. So I'm super stoked. I got a chance to hear it. We're going to talk all about it. I told you before we started recording, I'm a big fan. I loved it. Um, but Let's do it. yeah, with no further ado, I want to introduce Ben and Emily Roberts, aka Carolina Story. How are you guys? Man, we are good. We're so happy to be talking. What day is it? <laughs> right, exactly. <It's> <laughs> right. We're good. <laughs> um, how's the how's the quarantine? I got to ask everybody. How's the quarantine been treating you as as both musicians? We'll get into like more of the musician stuff, but specifically as parents, how has it been? How's it been treating you guys? Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> wow. Yes. I swear we didn't pay our daughter to do that. That, that, that is that was like brilliant. right on cue. Hey. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, this is the a fitting podcast for it yes. absolutely so, so that's how quarantine's been yeah going. for I sure mean, we have been together all the time non-stop um obviously that is crazy in itself and we i think we get you know there's a lot of stress but then there's also the really awesome quality you know times that we would never get together so we're we're, we're reveling in it you know for sure it's like especially with the new album coming out and everything. Um, we, you know, we were supposed to be on the road right now. For sure. And just with, you know, everything that's going on, you know, it kind of is what it is, you know. People aren't touring. So we've been soaking up that time with our kids. Um, you know, we're, we're usually never home. So this has been kind of, you know, if there's a silver lining at all for us, you know, um, just being able to kind of hang with the fam. Yeah. It's been good. And my parents live just down the road. My sister has a, a farm, Har- Harpeth Moon Farm. It's an organic farm. Awesome. Um, and so just really being able to just see all the family and, and spend more time all together has been awesome. So. Yeah, that's fantastic. That it is the one thing that this really gives us. Like, as parents specifically, you really get, like, a lot of good quality time. Um, you know, for me, my daughter's one, right? Or actually, she's 13, about to be 13 months. 
and um, I get to see things that I never would have been able to experience and see, especially as a first time dad, you know, my mom, my wife, a first time mom, you know, we get to experience all these things, her developing new words right. and starting to that walk. That time is crucial too. There's so many changes in that, that year, that first year. hundred percent. You know? And we yeah. don't get to miss any of it, which is which is which has been fantastic. It's crazy, We're both yeah. working in the same house and just daughter screaming all the time. And but um, it's wild. It, but it's been fantastic. Well, and I think the reason we say that too that this this has been like that's been the best part about quarantine is more family time because mm-hmm. um, there was a time I think it was last summer our daughter was you know still one yeah and. She was, um, we were on the road and we, we dropped her off with Emily's parents in South Dakota for like, um, two or three weeks. It was know? actually right before she was, she was still crawling. She wasn't walking right. yet. And I remember we were on the road for like, it was like five weeks time, but there was little moments where we got to go in and pop in and see them. Yeah. Um, and then I just, it was, that made it harder actually to leave because we kept popping in and out. But right. I remember the last two weeks of tour, I would talk to my dad and he's like, she's starting to stand on her own. Oh, no. And we were like, if she takes her first step, push her push down. Push her down. <laughs> don't, don't, don't hurt her at all. But, oh, yeah. but keep her on the ground. Without us there. That's um, amazing. We were like, we cannot miss that. So like. We'll let a little bit slide if you need to just kind of bop her on the yeah, head. Yeah, just bop her on the head a little bit. Just knock her over a little. Don't let her take that step. That's incredible. Yeah, we, so, didn't wanna, we didn't want to miss that. No, know? of course. Um, and, like, we're trying to get to that point now, but now we are the ones, like, knocking her down. Like, no, no, don't start walking yet. Don't start walking. Let's <laughs> start walking. Well, we're, it all we're changes. completely screwed. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. what, but what's that like, uh, being on the road and also having to deal with, you know, not deal with having kids, but like being parents and because I've, I've talked to a bunch of musicians on the pod before, you know, and, but it's always been the dad that I'm talking to and then, then yeah. oh yeah, they're, they're just at home with their mom and I do FaceTime, but both of you, <laughs> they got, your yeah. kids are both parents on the road. Uh, what is that like for you? How do you manage that? Do you take them with you? Do you just drop them off with an in-law and be like, hey, here's one, here's the other one? How do you guys manage yeah. that? It's always so different. I mean, when we first had our son, Wilder, I, as a first-time mom, I couldn't stand being away from him. Wow. So I was like, I he's going with us. Yeah. You know, like, we, we're bringing him. And so we've just, we have the just the most supportive parents and they were willing to take the time off. His mom is a nurse, so she could take that time and um, come with us on weekend gigs. Oh, so cool. she would bring, we would have her in the back seat as the nanny. Wow. And, um, yeah. And at that time I was actually working at a, we had, once we had our son, um, I had, I had already been substitute teaching at a school, mm-hmm. but, um, just kind of when we were off off the road, I would sub at this mm-hmm. at the school and really clicked with the administration and the faculty and, and the kids there at this particular school in Nashville. And I actually started working uh, teaching a creative writing class wow. in the fifth grade for two years. Wow! And we would go on the road during the you know on the weekends, yeah, um, and all that stuff. So it's it's been kind of crazy the yeah. last five or six years, and it's been like Emily said, it's. It's different every tour, different sure. every weekend. It's like, you know, like I said, my parents live out here about five minutes from us, and Emily's parents are in South Dakota. So 
It takes a village, man, for sure. Tell me about it. My in-laws live across the street from us where my daughter is currently right now as we do this interview. Because, <laughs> you know, my wife... We my wife do is, without them. No, you know, man. I... I talk. I, I talk to, to to dads all the time. I have a, I have a buddy of mine for also first time dad. They're out in their whole family. Both families are here in New York, and right. they're in Denver, Colorado, two thousand miles away from anybody that they know, and they have their wow. first kid. And I'm like, yo, how is that even possible that you're doing? Because it? it's crazy. It's really a tough wow. a tough thing for for. To be a first-time parent in general, but to not do it with with family or in-laws specifically, you know? Um, No doubt. I mean, shout out to all the mom and dad, you know, our mother and father, you know, mothers and fathers, the the grandmas and the grandpas and the in-laws, everybody's, like you said, it's a village, man. 100%. For sure. And and honestly, we couldn't do what we do without them. 100%. For sure. Um, do do they ever get to get a chance to come to come on the road or come to to your shows at all? I mean, I know they're still very young, but like, do they get a chance to see you perform live at all or whatever? With our son, he was. I mean, he had been uh, like I think twelve or thirteen states by the time he was like, wow. you know, I think by the time he was a year old. I mean, we brought him everywhere, and then we brought our daughter to Key West, and she was a couple weeks old. And, um, so they've been able to come a little, but. I don't know. Lately, I feel like in the last year or so, it's been more like just local stuff. You sure. Know? It's just been as they get older, it's been easier for us to to leave them, you mm-hmm. know, because it's that's a whole different ball game, you know, leaving them and you miss them incredibly. But then when you, you know, when you bring them, they're, they're I mean, they're kids, the yep. two and five. So it's like there's an extra sort of hurdle. The, you know, the road can be tough as it is. Sure. So, um, and we find it to be essentially better for them, yeah. you know, to stay here. Yeah, getting their routine of life. So, yeah. For sure. Now, um, I got to ask you, and I I alluded to it when I introduced you guys, but, like, I've always been told, and then I've always heard, I guess, that, like, you know, when you're in a relationship, you probably shouldn't work with the person that you're in a relationship with. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, my wife and I, right after we got married, we actually worked across in offices across the street from each other for about a year. And I know, like, how we commuted together all the time. And so, like, it was almost like we worked together. And that was a little nuts. How are you guys, like, managing not only being not only the parenting thing and like, and being on the road, but how do you operate in, 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 in a work and home and marriage <laughs> and parent and artistic space specifically? I feel like the artistic space might even be the hardest out of all of it to kind of work with um, the person that you're in a relationship with. How, um, how do you guys manage that? Cause that, yeah. I, I feel like well, that's you, insane. Well, you should have heard us right before we got on here with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, this I mean, is fine. Yeah. No. We've been together, we just celebrated 11 years back wow. in June. Yeah, which is crazy that it's even been that long, but it also does feel that long, plus some, but... Um, no comments. Yeah. I don't know. How How do we do man, that? Man, just... It's... Um, like you said, you know, just commuting with your wife, yeah. I feel like you just got a taste of it. Yeah, yeah right. I, I can only imagine. Man, it, it's... Um, I think when we were younger and didn't have kids... Yeah. Um, you know, there was a, even though we were, you know, we were married and we were young and whatever. I mean, I, I don't know, without kids, it was like, 
we kind of treated every tour as like a vacation. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I mean, we were was, traveling. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, we were traveling so much and the scenery was changing so much that I felt like it was such a like awesome thing. And I do remember the same thing. People were like, how do you do it? Yeah. But it was like, I don't know, when we were experiencing, you know, the country different together, places, different, yeah. it, 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 it didn't seem like it was too much work but then no. we'd get home i think that's when maybe it would set in a little bit we'd get restless because we're we weren't on the road and yeah did I you mean, find yourself like getting into like little tips when you were home yeah. after coming off the road more so for yeah. sure wow very interesting you know yeah and that to me was just you know or to both of us it was like i think after a couple of years of marriage and, and really some hard touring it was like we've got to find a balance here, mm-hmm. you know? And Emily was always saying, like, I would say something, you know, after dinner, we're set, set on in to watch a show or something just to unwind. And it's like, well, you know, I'd bring something up about the band or a tour or something coming up or whatever. And she would go, can we not talk about them for a little while? <laughs> like Carolina story, like it's this separate entity, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. like. I do remember we that were... actually early on. It was like I wanted to clock in and out, you know. I... It was like, why are we? It's like yeah. we're just talking about it at all, any time of the day, night. I mean, it was just it was all we talked about. And it, yeah, we did. And because... I started to get mad at them. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but you know, I mean, that's the thing. For years, man, like seven years or so, we we were our own manager, booking agent, oh. you know, business manager, accountants. You know, a lot of help from my dad and you know, just some, some people, but, um, along the way, but so it was like, that was the business, you know? Yeah. And we, we were grinding and, mm-hmm. and, uh, just D, you know, DIY, you know, for sure. Completely. And, and that took a toll, but I think early on we started to notice that. And like I said, I think we, you know, tried to achieve a little more balance and, you know, Emily would say, you know, after whatever time, like, just quit talking about. You just cut, we're yeah, cutting off you know? music talk. No more yeah, band. So. Yeah, that's probably and then good. Eventually, we started talking about having a family, yeah. and I think that was hard because I felt like at times like we couldn't. You know, it was like, how are we going to keep doing this right. if we have kids? But honestly, when we found out I was pregnant, it was like the best news ever, and it also made us kind of step back from touring like we were. Yeah. Because I felt like we were doing so many, as I like to say, just quantity shows. Sure. And they weren't necessarily quality. Yeah. So now, like, as a parent, I was like, I can't just go out and do the shows. Sure. That, you know what I mean? Like, sure. We got to be a little bit choosier, I feel like. 100%. Or pickier to what we say yes to. Yeah. Which is which I bet you which know? I bet is good. I bet you that feels good also as an artist yeah. that's been grinding for yeah. so long. You're like, wait, now I can pick and choose where I yeah. go on tour. That's yeah. that's the dream. Where be- yeah, where before I felt like we just had to say yes to everything because yeah. we were yeah. just trying, you know, grassroots, like trying to get our name well, out it was there. To pay, it was to keep food on the table sure. too. You know, it's yeah. like we would play so much, but we'd wear ourselves so thin. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, and then once we had kids, I feel like you know our children made us take a step back yeah you know like let's let's, you can do this you know tour you know tour you know smarter not harder so sure for sure how does the artistic process work with you guys being together again like i said i feel like the artistic part of it is probably like the hardest thing because as artists right and, and creatives 
you um, take it so seriously. It's such a personal thing. And I can hear in your music, like I said, I got to listen to the album already and I love it. I'll say it for the fourth time already in the last 10 minutes. But, <laughs> Thanks, uh, um, but, uh, you, you, you guys specifically feel everything is re- it sounds really personal, right? How are you dealing with, with the, the creative, the, uh, the creative process and the artistic process together? Do, do you leave that at the door also? Do you have to find your time to take breaks to like not talk about the creative energy in the creative space mm-hmm. as well? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's like as many times and so as, as hard as we've tried sometimes to separate our personal, you know, our life together. And, you know, um, you know, okay. Emily and I, like, you know, like she said, I mean, we've been, we've been together 12, 13 years, you know, I mean, it's hard to separate just what, for me as a songwriter, it's hard for me to separate, um, you know, your personal life and your personal feelings. And I know a lot of people feel certain ways about that. Some songwriters are like, I, I I don't want to write about my personal life, you know, but. Well, I think it's like, it's a form of therapy for us. I feel like, you know, like, you know, whatever we're going through the way to, you know, can convert that into some good energy for sure. is in a song, you yeah. know? And I, I mean, for you, but he's such a natural really? at songwriting. He's such a natural, like he's always got a guitar in his hands, you know? And um, so he, to watch him flourish in that way has been such a beautiful thing because now that we're home more because of quarantine or even before that, because of kids, he's gone in and kind of done more of, writing with others where okay. I've maybe stepped back and stayed home more with the kids. For sure. And it's been, yeah, it's been like that for the last couple of years. Like mm-hmm. just because we have kids, like we can't both be um, gone writing songs yeah. every day. Sure. Like we just, you know, the childcare is not there. It's, you know, whatever it is. It's like, um, so I've kind of Emily, well, Emily's allowed me to really like go out on my own and, and I feel like I'm, you know, kind of hitting it. I'm kind of hitting a stride. I feel mm-hmm. like in the last couple of years, yeah. as far as my songwriting yeah. and writing with other people and collaborating has been really eye opening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, it's I don't I don't even know really what the question was anymore. <laughs> but, but the creative well, process, mean, you know, I mean, it's all just like anything with us. It's I feel like it's very ebb and flow, yeah. and it mm-hmm. every day is different, and it's just a team effort and. Yeah, uh, you know, and Emily paints. Yeah, uh, she paints. She's de- she's incredible at design. You know. Um, yeah, it's it's that's what's, I guess through all this to answer your question, we started so strong like writing together, mm-hmm. and um, I, I feel like I'm the the saying uh, the jack of all trades, but a master of none. I wouldn't well, say that. that. <laughs> is He's going to tell you you're a master of all trades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like I just love, I have to create somehow. Yeah. And songwriting, I wouldn't say is my strong suit, but it is for him. Mm-hmm. So in this time, I've been trying to find other outlets to be creative, cool. and he's really let that happen. You know, it's whether it's painting or pottery classes I've gone, and you know, there's just I have to be creative yeah. some way somehow. Sure. You know, and I and think it's that, not as together as it once was. Which I, which for is, sure, and I think that's a cool. It's been a cool sort of case study for me to just live through, like there was a bit of a rub there for a little while of like, well, why are we not writing more together? Why, you know, Interesting. You, 
I sort of felt like you were carrying that, that a little bit. Yeah, and that create I was sort of carrying more of the load. And you know, we talked. You know, we've been communicating about it for years. Sure, but you know, it took time just to that transition. You know, Emily realized I think that she uh, just needed another outlet. That yeah. songwriting was not her main thing. Yeah, and that's okay. You know, sure. Um, it's so beautiful it's, that you, you guys know, can that can you can 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 work like that together. I was I was sitting here thinking, oh God, they're gonna start getting into a fight though. And did they? Oh yeah, we throw dishes. Oh, then you, you, I, I wrote this song, yeah. But you know what? You didn't wake up with the babies last night, and you know I, that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping for the controversy here. But we'll, no, we'll send you we'll send you some audio from this morning <laughs> before I headed into town to write. We'll send you some audio. We can gotta clip that in, clip that in. You know, good let's get it in i'll no, feed it mean, into the mix you know, of course there's those yeah. you know i mean shit hits the fan you know yeah. you know not just regularly but you know it just does and of course okay, always man. you know we're we're just trying to work through all that you know yeah. it's like i said it's just ebb and flow it's like you gotta always be on your game man yeah. i feel like you know sure. yeah um, i mean just being an artist in itself, I feel like it's such an emo- emotional roller coaster I mean, anyway already. And then you throw in two little human beings you've created, and it's just you're trying to navigate through life you for know? sure. Yeah. You can't even get it together yourself, you know? for sure. So. And it's funny that you bring that up because, like, this album, I mean, to me, it really sounds like you're developing this it sounds very big and I did listen to album one as well just so yeah. you know I listened to both of them and there is a huge comparative difference in there just is. the sound It's this is sounds very much like fuller, it sounds bigger and uh, it, it sounds a lot more personal like you, you really are getting back, to, uh, not getting back but like really taking your personal growth your personal life, do, yeah. do you yeah. find that that was inspired like the bigger the bigger fuller sound was inspired at all by having now a bigger fuller family like do you think that that was an evolution that just came with it naturally or did, was it a or did it just you know go it was a tough it was a long road getting there I'll sure say that. i can imagine you know from the last album to this one yeah uh, it was a long road you know a lot of the songs on the last album half of it was songs we had previously recorded gotcha. and when we signed with our label we yeah. actually Kind of scrapped previous stuff and and wanted another shot at some songs that we really believed in and thought told our story up to that point. Mm-hmm. And then we wrote. So some know, of those songs are even pre kids, you know. Wow. On that last on, song, on our yeah. first album, let me know. And so but you still had you had one kid when you you were the the first son when you had the last album and then your right your daughter's yeah, second. Daughter. Yeah. And then she she came very close after the release of the first album. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. I mean, the long road to get there. I mean, yeah, we lived a lot of life, you know, <laughs> in those two years even. You yeah. know, it felt like 10. And, yeah. um, you know, Dandelion, you know, we named it Dandelion for a reason, too. It's just that formidable weed, as Emily calls it. You know, like, you see everywhere. Um, you can't get rid of it if you wanted to. It's resilient. Yeah. You know, and people are that way. Yeah. You know? and, um, wow. So it's that's, that's why awesome. we called it dandelion. When Emily, Emily came up with that title, she said it one night. And we started talking about all the qualities of the dandelion, yeah. and we were like, "Well, we have to write a song called dandelion yeah. for sure." That which was actually the final song written 
for the album. Really? But, we, but, it was, but we knew it was the one that we needed to, you know. To, yeah. Maybe the start. second to last. But yeah. either way, it was, you know, it was like one of those last ones, you know. And that was the first one that you released the, the video for and everything like that, right? It was for Dandelion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we've released three songs so far gotcha. from the new album. Um, see, yeah, you see You When I See You, Hold of Me, and then Dandelion is our latest one. Gotcha, okay. My 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 personal favorite on the album happens to be Wildflower. Um, yeah, that, that happens to be my personal favorite. I well, actually, about our kids. Uh, yeah. So God, you beat me to the punch Let's with my question here. No, go. I was. It sounds like it's so cool, and I love the fact. I love the 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 metaphor that you're using for the name of the album, using the flower dandelion to describe people yeah. in general. Right? I think that's incredible, and you you also see that same metaphorical usage on wildflower because it sounds yeah. like you're talking to your kids, but you know also. You have, it's referring to this fight. It's really, really awesome. It's my favorite song on the album. It also has this big, full, huge sound. I yeah, love it. I cinematic. needed to ask you if that was about your kids. What was the specific inspiration for that one? Yeah. Oh, that's a great, it's, a, yeah, great story. I'm glad because that's one. Of, that's probably my favorite, too. Let's go. Actually, you know, like, yeah. We, and, like, won't play it acoustic because it, <laughs> it You can't. Happen. You can't yeah, play yeah. it acoustic. can do it. We need Elton John or somebody on keys. Yeah. You know? Oh, and my God. When we envisioned that song, once we, I mean. Well, first off, Wildflower. Our son is named Wilder. Yep. And then our daughter is Lily. So we were like, Wildflower, you know? Wow, and, uh, look at this. Um, yeah, we just, it, it kind of ran from that point on. For sure. And we, we've always in our songwriting, but I feel like on this album, once we knew we were going to call it Dandelion, every song talks about natural elements you know uh, whether it be rain yeah or you know uh snow or or the weather yeah. the weather whatever you know it's once we i don't know my buddy eric hurt um who was actually my publisher at the time i didn't even know the guy could play an instrument a piano guitar or anything he goes i have this chord progression that i think you would love and i was like well who's gonna play it and he was like me and he sits down at the piano i didn't know this guy even plays He's like a guy who pitches our songs, you know, TV film and yeah. and other artists or whatever, just, you know, our, a dear friend of ours. And, but I didn't know he played. And he sits down and starts playing this chord progression. And I was like, holy cow, man, that's a, such a classic sounding yeah. progression. And I was all in. And we sat there and we worked out the melodies and the chords and we tried to work, write the words. And man, I think we were talking about something like an eagle's nest or something. <laughs> I'll say this: if the song had been finished that day, it wouldn't have made even the bottom drawer. Record, you know. So, and Eric had that insight. He goes, "Man, I feel like you should take this and live with it." Yeah. And I, let's just stop. And and we did. Which man, it's amazing. And I can't, you know, that was one, that was one of the last ones to write for the record. It was like we really want to write this ode to our kids, not an ode, but like a a challenge, if you will. Just man, you are who you are. We love you because don't you're here. You. Yeah, and don't let anybody tell you any different. Yeah, you know, and uh, we're with you every step of the way. So that's what the song is about. So. Yeah, it's. Did you guys? Did you at the end of the day when you took it home to 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 live with it for a few days? Was that one that you guys? Did you guys collaborate on that together, the two of you, or was that mostly? I I, I brought it in early no early September. I'm gonna see if he credits me right. Let's <laughs> we didn't finish it. Here we, we go. Here's the controversy. Early November, so two months later we finished. It. Yeah, 
I told and him he, he had to finish it. I was album. singing something in the chorus, da, da, yeah. da, da, da. and Emily was like, "Wildflower, wildflower," and I was like, "You've you've unlocked." Uh-oh. I was like, "You've unlocked the entire uh, the whole thing." Yeah, it was like she she unlocked the the portal into what the song because I was having the hardest time. So not until I brought it to her was it was it finishable. Yeah. Wow. It's cool. So that's cool how that works. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a random night of just playing something. And then that, you know, yeah. Emily or I or whatever will go, how about this? You know, yeah. you just take and run with it. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it came out absolutely beautiful. Did he credit you correctly? Yes, he did. Yeah. Okay, did. good. <laughs> if, I can, if I can she land the song. Yeah, if I can land the song title in our, you know, then I, it's, because of me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always That's tell people, Carolina stories, I only own 49%. That's how it is always with us. We we only get the 49%. For yeah, her. I know, man. Um, you got to yeah, elevate our ladies. It would all implode without them. 100%. <laughs> how, is, how is that being like, uh, you know, you did your first album, right? And Emily, then like you just, you, were you pregnant during the first album thing with, with part two here? Or did that come shortly thereafter? Were you kind of like, were you, did you do any touring while you were carrying it all? And I think we would have been writing when you were pregnant a little, some, some stuff for this new album. I can't remember. Gosh, I know that I was pregnant with her when we recorded the first album. Oh, you were pregnant with Lily when we yeah. recorded the first yeah. album. Yeah, wow. so yeah, that had, there you go. So were you were did you were you touring while while that was going on, or was it just writing at that point? No, we definitely were touring. You know, no. I mean, up until up until the pandemic, I mean, we we really haven't been home for more than a month at a time sure. ever, for 10, 11 years. Wow! Now. So it's always been tour 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 to make money you know sure how are you dealing with this pandemic coming off the road i know a lot of people are like starting to do these driving concert the, these driving concerts um i actually i talked to right. i talked to another band yacht rock review that was that they actually end up being the first band that like, forever in history they will be the first band that um that did a live show within the pand the first band to do a live show in the pandemic oh. they did this drive through they, they did this drive through concert in Indiana. Are you guys doing anything like that? What are How are you kind of offsetting the tour, the touring? What an amazing question. One, that's a great story. That's cool. Yeah. And two, we've been hearing a lot about these drive through stuff, and we actually played our first shows since January in Indiana. Really? Last weekend. Really? <laughs> what a random state for us to talk about. Random state. It's crazy. No, hey, and that's not a diss on Indiana. No, for no. sure. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, we uh, we played our last show um, January shows January eighteenth and nineteenth wow. in Georgia, and then the pandemic hit, um, and yeah, it's been no touring. So we've been doing a lot of live streams, you know, yeah. um, with Austin City Limits, with uh, Jam in the Van, with just a bunch of different um, outlets, and we've been you know really grateful to have. Um, our label has really, they do a great job with their video department and stuff. And they awesome. set us up. We've been uh, doing a bunch of live streams from Ronnie Millsap's old studio. Oh, cool. Um, on Music Row here in Nashville. And um, 
yeah, the camera, you know, the work has been great, the sound. So we've been really thankful to, you know, at least do some live streams. But when you hit that last chord and there's nothing but crickets <laughs> and you don't have that, in, you know, you don't have that interaction from the crowd. Sure. It's, uh, it's a weird thing to get used to. I'm not sure we gotten used to it yet yeah it's weird weird. not to completely shift from music but like i'm a huge basketball guy i don't know if you guys watch it watch the nba okay good it was it was crazy i don't know if you watch it the other night when when the the dallas clippers game with no crowd and this luka Doncic kid hits a three hits a three at the buzzer and there's nobody in the crowd but i say that to say like it must be weird to be doing these performances still and not have that energy going back and forth. Does that does that fuck with your vibe at all? Excuse my French, but you know no, this is does. dad hard with a podcast, so you know. Yeah. But but does that yeah, fuck with the vibe? It does fuck with the vibe. And <laughs> Emily's I'm looking actually, like yes, big time, big time, big time vibe. I, actually haven't, I hadn't I hadn't thought of you know sports, you know, an NBA, and you know they're, they're kind of under the same circumstances yeah. as musicians. Yeah. Know? I thought they though you said they were putting in some sounds at least for them. Well, they're piping well, in sounds. I know that's sure. still not the same. So not that's like, what you guys got to do. You got to do the live stream piping the crowd sounds. Well, after our last live stream, yeah. we were like, maybe we should clap in or, or pipe in just some golf claps. Yeah. You know? Well, and it was funny. Yeah, when we did play live for people, we were we were telling them the same story, and we're like, man, we would take booing at this point. Really? Like, we need some sort of like. I can you know, yeah. yeah, just something. Throw the rotten produce at us, you know? I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, I guess, you know, I know we talked a little bit about it before, but what? how did you guys decide to do this whole thing, to embark on this entire, you know, this is now like an entire combination life journey that you guys are doing. You know what I mean? I, I know I mentioned before, some people work together. Some people are just married. Some people do art yeah. together. You do it all to how, what was the inspiration or where did you, how did you decide that, that, that you wanted to pursue every aspect now of life together as partners in this thing? Man. Well, what a great question. Yeah, that is a great question. <laughs> okay, I, we're just hoping to get a video game made up. <laughs> a, a video game. Just oh man. I mean, this, this music full time for me has been a childhood dream of mine. Sure. And, um, Something I just was always, you know, where my target arrow pointed. Like, I just always wanted to do it full time, some way, somehow. And um, went to college for it. Um, And that's where I actually met this guy. And he, you know, I don't know what you're... You were in another band at the time. It was awful. But... um, (laughs) She and, saved me. Yeah. yeah. And I, when he started showing interest in me, I was like, Mm-mm-mm. like, I can't let, you know, I can't get involved with can't you. This... I got to stay on my path. And um, So that was his ploy. He was like, okay, so we can do the path together. Yeah. <laughs> and which is what ultimately happened. And I'm, I always look back to that time thinking and thankful because I feel like I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for him. Well, like, I'm more of the shy and, um, you know, just more introverted person. And uh, this business takes an extroverted um, social person. And he is great at that. And I don't know, we just, we we balance each other out and we do it together. And it just, it just 
happened it, it, and it feels right. I don't think we would have been as strong separately. Mm. Um, <laughs> Well, definitely would have made, we definitely wouldn't I mean, have made wildflower. I'll tell you that much. No, I mean, I think too, there was a, you know, if I can, I mean, to be truthful, I think there was a bit of like naivety to it. You know, yeah. We were naive, you know, we were young. We both knew that we loved each other and mm-hmm. we wanted to play music. So it was like, this is what we're doing. And yeah. that grew into just, man, I mean, while things get rough at times, I mean, just that sort of devotion um, and sort of, you know, selling out for each other and, and just our, our dream together um, has always been sort of the, when, when there's like one last strand hanging, you know, yeah. on the thing. Well, That's been the thing that, I mean, I think ultimately the music has been what has kept us together, you know, and definitely pre kids. Yeah. Um, well, and I feel like we, 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 we seek out signs so much. And um, I feel like early on, well, we would say this a lot, like we let's give up or, or I would say it and he'd be like, no, we're not giving up. And then he'd say it, but we always had each other to kind of bounce. That balance on your you good know, day. Like, I was um, having a bad one in vice versa. Wow. You know, then there was a day I remember so vividly that we both woke up. We were living with his parents at the time. And oh, I'm like, God. we can't even afford our own place. We're living with your parents. I'm sick of seeing your dad in his underwear. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and... Yeah, she said, if I see your dad in his damn underwear, you know, <laughs> I'm out. Uh, I don't blame yeah. her. I don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> we were just both like, we give up. We give up. This is too hard. And that was the first time, first, that we both were. Wow. You know? And then we went grocery shopping randomly later that day and ran into a woman. Hold on, for my mother, yes. borrowing her borrowing debit card. Oh, oh my it's God. A, Jesus, you got your mom's debit defeating card, defeating you got your dad's a, underwear. Yeah. It's a defeating as a husband. Yeah. But this woman that we don't recognize, but she recognized us, you know, from, from playing somewhere in town. I can't even recall where she said she saw us playing. And she just was like, man, I really love y'all's music. Like, thank you so much, you know. And wow. that was what we thought was it. And then we start, it's like a movie. We start, you know. The shopping carts are going in opposite yeah. directions. It's like a David Fincher film. <laughs> oh, my God. And then God. She, just, she just grabs our attention again. And she just said, I just feel like I'm supposed to tell you all to never give up. Wow. And it was just like, I don't know. For us, that was the defining moment for us. To that was really early on. Too. Early that was on. only about a year and a half or two into doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking back on that yeah, and how which I forgot about it until just now, kinda, you know, for sure. Like, Look at this. But looking back on that, we took that to heart. Yeah. And I think that just kind of always carried us, you know, yeah. now, I mean, it means so much more now. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, I, you know, it's like, I don't know if that person was an angel or just a, an ordinary person, you know, yeah, it's no, like, for sure. But, you know, people need people to keep going. So, 100%. Um, I got a, I got a buddy I got a buddy from college who's a who's a writer. He would say that is that is the universe speaking. Whether angel, whether regular person, doesn't matter who it is, why it is. It is just the yeah. universe. He he actually is the first that kind of made me so. believe in this in universal pulls and shifts yeah. of energy and 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 signs and stuff I, like that. 
It that was the universe just telling you through the embodiment of that person. And thank yeah. God, this is because this is again exactly. we wouldn't have had wildflower. And you know, yeah, yeah, man, it's all you know. Any good thing is a good thing. Yeah, so for like, sure. You know, any good gesture, any man, any good sign, any anything that brings joy or happiness, you know. Yeah, it's a good thing. So yeah. roll with it, you know. For sure. And um, real quick, an inside scoop. We don't tell everybody this, but Carolina's story. You know, everyone wonders how we got that name. Yeah. And um, before we, we were start, we just started dating at this point, and we went on a camping trip to North Carolina, and we had a great time. It was really where we kind of said, "Let's go back to Memphis and to college, and let's start writing music together." And I guess I was, you know, at that point, then I'm all in. So on the ride home, I'm talking about baby names, future baby names. And dude, we had only been dating while I was all in. <laughs> we had only been dating for like three or four months. So and you were like, freaking oh, out, man. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I'm like, okay, cool. We've had this great trip where we've decided to start a band. Now we're talking, now we're talking baby let's names. Just kind of get the, let's record our first EP. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually said Carolina's story would be a beautiful name for a little girl. And Ben said it'd be a better name for the band. I was trying to distract. Oh, yeah. But you know what? Of course it's beautiful. But, it is. but honestly, it's, it is like that. Carolina's story is our first child. Yes. We have been nurturing this, this band. Absolutely. For, Absolutely. Yeah, you know. So it is. It's a great baby name. It's a great band name, yeah, but also a great baby we name. Were going, we even like for the first couple of years, like we were going to name our first baby Carolina Story. Even having a band that name, but then we were like, we, "That's no, that's a little weird." You just—it's against the laws of the universe. Yeah, I guess that I agree a with. And a child. <laughs> well, the child will be ruined. Yeah, yeah. right. Because uh, yes, it's too much pressure to and put the on a kid already. to do that. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, but listen, we're, this this was so much fun with, with you guys. Yeah. This is this is phenomenal. I got to get more couples on this thing. This We've is this been is talking for what three or four minutes. Yeah, that's like... what it feels like, right? Um, but no, though, I want I want to wrap up here in a second. Um, but before I, I finish every interview, I, there are two questions that I ask everybody. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pose it to both of you. It's actually the first time I've posed it to both you know both guests at the same time and both you mom and dad. The same. No, nah, you you can you can and whatever you want to do you know. But um. Basically, the, the first one is is a general parenting question. Just what's kind of your favorite? This is this is a dad pod after all. You know what I mean? But what what's been your favorite experience or favorite thing about being dad, being mom, being parents in general? Uh, what's what's been the favorite thing about this adventure, um, either individually or together? Another great question. Oh, um, well, you know, listen, I got to do my my due diligence. <laughs> I love it. I mean, man, for me, I think just like watching them, watching them grow into who, who they're supposed to be. They're little, you know, they're just these little people, you know, and they, um, I don't know. It's crazy. Like every day they just, they're so eager to learn, you know, they're yeah. so curious about the world and, and people and life. And, um, man, just being able to see that and experience that, um, you know, I think we all love, you know, a lot of people had good childhood, some not mm -hmm. for sure. But I think, you know, we, we look, I think we can all look back to our childhoods and, and find these just beautiful moments, you know, sure. and you sort of, I don't know, you learned about love or happiness or whatever mm -hmm. it is, the good stuff and, and uh, just watching them grow 
into that and, and see little things that make them happy and smile and stuff. Yeah. It just makes your entire day, you know, it's Agreed. like, it's like soul currency. You yeah. know, it just, Ooh, uh, that's a great word. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It's a great so. term. I'm going to, I'm stealing that from you. The I'm still I'm stealing soul currency from well, you. 100%. You know. <laughs> um no, but the, the curiosity, watching them be curious and wanting to learn about that's that's one of my favorite things about my daughter. She's just she's so curious about everything. She wants to go everywhere, touch everything, <laughs> put everything in her mouth. You know what I mean? And, and it's this curiosity that like that she definitely gets that from my wife, hundred percent. Um, right. I'm cool, just like all right, I'll take everything face value. You know what I mean, whatever. Exactly. But my wife needs to know everything, um, and so does my daughter. <laughs> that's that. But I, I agree with you. That's like one of one of my favorite things uh, about the whole process and watching them grow. And what about you? Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, we were all that age once, which is mind blowing to think. You know, like I look I at my daughter, guess. I was like, I was that age. Yes. And then I think of my parents too, like, oh my gosh, they were so, like, I always think of my parents as old and like having it together, but, you know, most of them had children in their 20s and that's young, you know, like, and so I don't know, for me, it's, it's like getting a second chance to kind of live, you know, and see the world again, you know, like a second chance to observe it the way you probably did observe it or didn't you know yeah. i don't know it's just it's very nostalgic and i just i love the beauty of that yeah it's almost like you get to observe it in the way that you want to observe it yeah, you know what, you know what exactly. i mean you get to live it all again in, but but like your way, you know what I mean? Like what yeah. you want to see, you get to kind of put that in front of your kids and, and, and let them yeah. see that, you know, which I think is I, – I agree with you also. It's like this combination like of nuance things, and it's nostalgia, which is great. Yeah, like I wonder – like there's things Wilder will do now and I'm like I wonder if he'll remember this. Like I hope he does, you know, because I, I try to think back to my youngest memories and, you know, yeah. but maybe it's meant for me to remember, yeah. you know, and – for sure. Yeah, just helping them sort of craft their story, you know. Yeah. And being, being just a, a you know, craft their Carolina piece, you know, story, if you will. What's that? I said help them craft their Carolina story, if yeah, you will. Yeah, if you will. <laughs> um, no, the second question I ask. Um, happens to be a rather selfish one because I am also attempting to learn how to be a dad here with this with this whole thing, which is why I love talking to, to dads and parents on, on every episode. Um, so I always ask, you could give one piece of advice to a, a parent, a mom, dad behind you in this parenting adventure. What's that? What's the biggest piece of advice you give? Oh, man, I think be slow to anger and be patient. That's phenomenal. And that's so hard to do. And that's yeah. even the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. you know, but man, I, if, yeah, if I've had any regrettable moments, it's just, you know, just be slow to anger and, and patient because, and that empathy and, you know, like Emily was just saying, I mean, we all, we all were children once, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I think mine is, we actually, you know, you probably remember hearing this song. I think it's track number six on our new album, and it's just called Time Well Spent. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the verses you talk about is the kids playing in the backyard. And, like, I'm just trying to find all yeah, those it, moments. It, yeah, you know? it says like, just like that, a precious moment. Yeah. Came and went. Came and went. Time well spent. Like, so I feel like we always 
or I do this. Like it has to be some big epic moment, you know, but it's like, I'm trying to learn to just really live in the present moment, whether it's so simple and so, you know, no crazy huge story, but at least that I'm there, you know, I'm there in the moment. I'm letting that precious moment come and I'm going to, I'm going to live in it. Really soak those up. That's awesome. Both of those are phenomenal. I uh, the patient one actually. What last week? My last guest on the show said the same thing, and it, it is yeah. It is it is it is so 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 important. The quick to anger aspect. Oh my god! It, no, it, it man, is. It's, it's very it's, important. It's not one of my finest qualities. Is my patience. Me neither. You know, it's I, you know, and just yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to be you know For every sure. day and every moment. For sure. Yeah, Absolutely. it gets crazy with the kiddos around. It does. I can see they're just, I mean, they're, they're popping in and out of they're popping right in and out of this interview all day. This is amazing. I mean, they're all over the place. Yeah, you can hear dogs biting yeah. each Listen, other. You can, You have a kids. full house over here. This is amazing. Sure. I love it. Um, but get to the like. Thank you guys so much for 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 coming on and for for doing this. Uh, before we go, how can how can people listen to both the last album, both to, to Dandelion? It comes out on Friday. Yeah. How how can they get get involved with Carolina Story? Well, first, thank you for having us. It, Absolutely, it means a lot, man. This My has been pleasure. A lot of fun. And look forward to our, our, our next one together yeah. at some point. Next time, I'm going to have to get you guys on the game show. I'm going to run you guys right. through the game show. I know. Do we, do we have to have another child before we join? Or <laughs> Listen, we just that's up to you. At least another album. Let's say how about that? Man, uh, you can pre You can pre-order uh, Dandelion vinyl, Ooh. CDs, hats, shirts, bandanas, koozies, all kinds of stuff right now that's – we're getting ready to all have pressed and ready for September fourth. Awesome! So go go to the website and pre-order that stuff. I think the vinyl right now we're we have them at twenty bucks. I mean, wow! So um, do that, man. And just Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, title, all that stuff. You know, stream the hell out of it. Um, and when we can come to a show, yes, we come to New York. We come all over the place. So just. Keep tabs with us. Yes, please. Yo, when you when when we're able to to go see live events again in person, when you guys come to New York, you have to let me know. I will be there. We so can play one ninety six Allen Street at Rockwood Music Hall. I used to live across the street. I used to live across the street on the back. I lived across the street from the back entrance that was on Orchard Street of Rockwood Music Hall. Well. I've no, I know it well. I've stumbled down it many times. <laughs> you and me, you and me both. On Eldridge, yep. the whole Lower East Side, man, we love it. Absolutely, so, yeah. I lived, I lived there with my uh, when I was actually in a band. Me, me and my buddy from growing up, he was guitar. I was rapping. We we played we played shows at Rockwood. We went there all the time. That's we amazing. Know, it's amazing. Is it Arlo's Grocery or Arlene's Grocery? We played there also. Yeah, I got a great That's relationship right. with those with those folks over there. They're fantastic. That play, that venue is fantastic. One of my favorites in the city. I know. Anyway, man, we love New York. So yeah, when we when we come. When we come there next, we're going to hit you up. Yes, okay. please. Definitely let me know. This has been fantastic. The album is awesome. Um, I really appreciate it. And I'll definitely talk to you guys soon. All right, buddy. Have a Be good safe. one. Later. Peace and love. And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod and 
Check out the website, wedadhard.com, where this episode featuring Carolina Story, I still don't understand how they do it as a mom and dad married couple musical group together. I still think it's crazy, but they're fucking awesome as you just heard. They're phenomenal. Uh, This episode with them will be blam right at the top of the playlist. You can listen to that and the entire catalog from season one all the way through season two, which we are in right now. So definitely check that out. Also, definitely check out the album Dandelion from my guest this week, Carolina Story. It is fantastic. It is just beautiful music to listen to. I I can't I can't say, say it enough. Comes out September 4th, which is the end of this week. So definitely check that out. Until next week, same dad hard time, same dad hard place. That's all for us. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember, remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking.